0: Uh, this evening we take a look at uh, some of the uh, announcements that came out of uh, the broad-based Black Economic Empowerment Commission, especially as they relate to uh, broad-based BE trusts, uh, many of which uh, have been found to be uh, non-compliant with the law and uh, seen as a conduit for all manner of fronting. And I'm joined now on the line by the Commissioner at the BE Commission, uh, Zoto Antouli. So Soto, good evening to you and thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us.
1: Thank you Ayabonga and good evening to
0: the listeners. So Sora, let's maybe start off here certainly and uh, provide some context for some of us who might not be familiar uh, with uh, I guess the notion of broad-based uh, black economic empowerment and how I guess the the BB which is the broad-based element uh, has often translated in how these deals are designed into the creation of all manner of trusts. Just maybe chart that context for us before we get into how these trusts have come to be non-compliant.
1: Okay, no, thank you very much. Um, you'll recall that um, the BBB legislation was passed in 2003, and after 10 years, it was reviewed, and some amendments were included in there. And those amendments essentially wanted to ensure that uh, black, uh, black ownership um, does not only remain narrow-focused, um, where a few and limited people benefit, but that it can also have a broad-based element. And now, with a broad-based element part of it, what you find is that you you know you have a groupings of people that should then hold that ownership through a particular structure that is what is normal and what 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 is not found against. you know so if you've got like um, um thousands of community members and you want them to be to own a portion for instance of a mine um, in terms of ownership maybe they have 30% of the of the of the ownership stake there then you can facilitate that through a trust which then can hold those shares on behalf of the, or in the, you know, in the, in the interest of those uh, beneficiaries who are black people who are indirectly then becoming shareholders in the measured entity. And or you can use what we call broad-based schemes that do not necessarily have to take a form of a trust but are able to facilitate ownership by a large number of people. Mm. We've seen some of the schemes um, that have used that direction, and some of those broad-based schemes could be registered as a a, a company, like a Section 21 company, or whatever the case may be. And then you also have what you call employee share ownership schemes, which then is the ownership of the entity by employees, but then the vehicle through which they they have that ownership will be through a trust or some employee share scheme that may not necessarily be a trust. Mm. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with using a structure like a trust to facilitate ownership by a large group of people. However, what is a challenge and what is a problem is that those schemes are now being abused And I think it's it's something that has happened over the years, but because there wasn't any monitoring, they sort of like um, were happening under the radar. And now that there is a regulator, and that now the major PE transactions are required to be filed with the Commission for registration, and that the Commission will assess those transactions, now we're beginning to test them for what they really are. Mm. And we are finding that most of them are not complying with those rules that have been set up for them to actually facilitate real transfer Mm. of ownership
0: in the hands of black people. So of when we talk about, uh, I guess, some of the abuses here, uh, we've heard all manner of things, some people being given uh, bursaries in lieu of uh, ownership. But uh, if you could mm-hmm. just paint a picture for us of how the abuses have happened, and maybe in the cases where these abuses haven't happened, and uh, we have some ideal instances of, uh, I guess, uh, deals that have followed the spirit, letter, and intent of the law, uh, please also map out some of those for us.
1: Okay. All right. So what we what we have is as indicated that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the broad-based scheme, but then it's how it's structured and how it's implemented. So now, in in on the ninth of June, twenty seventeen, in terms of major B transactions, the minister published a notice that clearly indicated what the threshold would be, and that if your transaction, your ownership transaction, meets that threshold, it must be submitted to the commission. So now the threshold is twenty five million. And above, so once you hit the 25 million, then it's an obligation to register that transaction within 15 days of its conclusion with the Triple B Commission. So now, uh, from 2017 June to December 2018, what we have found is 341 transactions that have been registered with the Commission. Out of that 341, 33% involved the trust model. So, which means that it either it a trust. Um, that is a broad-based scheme sort of uh, arrangement or it's an ESOP or in some instances it's a development trust, all Mm. right? But all of those are actually passed through um, as as ownership transactions. So in instances where that would not meet the test because in terms of the ownership test, remember that we test real ownership. What is ownership? The triple B Code of Good Practice explain exactly what is it that you should test so if a person owns um, 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 the the a stake in an entity, that person must have exercisable voting rights, so it's not good enough to say that the employees have thirty percent but then they do not actually exercise their votes that relate to that thirty percent so it must be exercisable it must not also just be on paper, so we will test that to see if the the trust the Employee Ownership Trust, whether it actually has a seat on the board of a measured entity, that entity that claims to be black-owned. We need to test whether that that employee trust Actually, have a seat on that board mm. to exercise that voting right. i also going to test. Without it, yeah, then it doesn't. It doesn't
0: fly. i also going to test operational involvement because you know many people would suggest that it's one thing to be a non-executive director sitting on a board. It's something entirely different to, I guess, have um, some form of decision-making influence or a role in the operational uh, activities of a company. Yes,
1: that is actually one thing that that frustrates um, sometimes um, entities when we start unpacking what we're looking at, if you look at the triple B legislation it it's not good enough to have like just some passive ownership where you can you know um, have non executive role in the entity. The triple B legislation requires some level of involvement that actually gives the black person the ownership um, knowledge of that particular area of of operation that they are actually effectively um, the people that are driving the strategy in the entity and so forth. So when we test the ownership part, we test exactly that. The, the exercise of voting rights should actually involve um, more than just a voting at an, at an ATM. Remember that in some instances, companies are saying, oh, but you're just a minority shareholder. You, you will then be invited to the ATM. The Triple B legislation requires even more than that, mm. in respect of that, so the operational involvement doesn't mean though sure. so that um, as a shareholder then it means that you must then be there day to day and mm. see you know what's happening. But it, it 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 enhances your level of participation to just you know to to more than just being a shareholder that will just be getting a notification of an AGM at the end of the year. So we'll test that, but then the second aspect is the economic benefits that sure. come out of that ownership right. We test that. So, are you are you getting dividends? We know that companies will always say that dividends are subject to liquidity and and and, and solvency tests. Mm. If we have not made money, we cannot um, uh, pay dividends. Yes, we agree with that. But we're saying that what are, what is the dividend policy? If the dividends are linked to the repayment of a loan. For that particular transaction then you need to leave to relook your dividend uh, policy because then if you've linked it to the to the to the repayment of a particular financing arrangement and but you are not going to pay any dividends then you are not intending to pass ownership at all because the black person will never be in a position to have the finances to repay that particular uh, loan mm-hmm. and as a result mm-hmm. they will not ultimately own that state what will happen is that in the middle of the of the of the term, if it's a 10 year term in the middle of the five years then they'll start refinancing it then it actually makes the the the, the debt of the black person to to to, to, uh, to, yeah. to expand and expand and the black person then is actually over committed and is over indebted and in a way that they will never realize the ownership right that they were intended to mm. realize the last element is that that we test the net value that issue that you know, what is it that is, um, is, is, is going to happen if there was a repayment term in a vendor financing arrangement? When is the black person going to be repaying that? And that must be measured every year in terms of how much has been repaid, how much is still outstanding, so that then we can then be in a position to allocate the net value points. But what we find is that some of the schemes have been running for even close to five years and there isn't any net value realization in the sense that there isn't any repayment. So if there isn't any repayment, at what point is the black person going to really own? Mm-hmm. So those are the things that we test. But then what is important about the trust now is that when a, when the ownership is done through a trust, there are additional rules. In addition to this, what we are testing, we'll test in the normal ownership structure. But if it's, it's through a trust, then there are certain rules. So what they, that means is that if it's an employee trust for instance the trust must the trust must be very clear in terms of that ownership arrangement it must be clear in terms of what is the portion of entitlement and the portion of claim upfront and we must know who those beneficiaries are we need to be in a position to know who those people are so that we can then say these are the black people that meet the requirements and we must be able to see them. Mm. So now, what is not happening in some of the deals that we are talking about now, the ones that are non-compliant, is that where we've picked up that they are beneficiaries, and we've even asked for a list of those beneficiaries from the parties, the list is not forthcoming. So if you cannot have a list of those people that you claim to be black people owning, then you cannot claim the blackness, because the blackness in the ownership can only be claimed in relation to a natural person Mm. that is black, that is actually owning that entity. And if you cannot give us a list, then it means that you are misrepresenting your triple B status because you've got a shell that you've created and you then say that there are black people that own it. So what we have seen also in the other um, uh, uh, schemes is that the trust will have what they call beneficiaries and they say... Uh, the beneficiaries are university students, black university mm. students, and they get to select them um, every year. One, and then they pay for them, and then they saying they train them as black owners. They are not owners; those are just mere financial beneficiaries. And mm. in terms of the test, you can't you can't recognize that it's ownership because they are not owners. They are not exercising the rights that flow from ownership, and 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 that would then pass as skills development, because under skills development, yeah. that's where boundaries are recognized. Sure. You cannot pass boundaries as ownership. And that is a challenge that we have faced where entities have said, but this is what we've been doing, mm. and we've been doing this all these years. No! If the, the rule book that you had is the incorrect one because you bought a model somewhere mm. off the, of the shelf, or you were advised by somebody, that is a good deal. It's not. So yeah. when the commission is saying to you, this does not meet the test. We also afford you an opportunity to fix it. Okay. Because in terms of the notice, we're supposed to give you an opportunity to fix it. Mm. But if you can't fix it, then you can't recognize it. But if you've also benefited from passing yourself as really black-owned, but you're not, then we'll then go into all of the other things that you've acquired as a result of that uh, status that mm. was was not correct. And then there is a criminal um, uh,
0: that also yeah. That. So Soto, of, I, I like, uh, and I guess I'm, I'm I'm, slightly sort of charged by two points that you're raising. The first is that, you know, in instances where much of uh, this uh, ownership stake by broad-based partners is facilitated to third-party debt, uh, the importance of some of the dividends uh, that flow from that and uh, many companies have shirked from that responsibility. But also the example that you make about bursaries being given uh, to all manner of uh, companies or even study tours and trips and uh, all manner of other things in lieu of that ownership component. And 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 I'd love to hear from you, uh, Susot, when we talk about some of the trusts here that have been fingered in this particular issue, uh, are you at liberty to mention some of these trusts? Uh, and uh, you don't have to mention all of them, but uh, uh, are you at liberty to mention some of these trusts? And more importantly, uh, where to from here if I'm part of a trust or even part of an employee share ownership scheme uh, that uh, has been flagged uh, as being non-compliant here with the spirit and letter and intent of the law?
1: Um. Yes, Avanda. Today, I would not be able to give you an indication of which specific schemes um, that we are talking to. But in due course, and um, very soon, the Commission will be issuing um, a, a list of the entities that it has initiated an investigation against. arising okay. from those issues. So we'll publicly um, uh, communicate that because um, we have, I think, since 2017, as I said, since 2017, we have been then um, advising them in writing, and we we think that they've had uh, sufficient opportunities. So that have been that, those that have been referred for investigation. Clearly, that is an issue that um, the Commission
0: will be publicizing in June. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for some of the people who are listening in here who might be, uh, I guess, through the employers, part of an employee share ownership scheme that uh, or an uh, employee share trust or, or all manner of other configuration here. Where, where to from here? And uh, more importantly, how do they go about trying to get answers uh, to find out whether or not they are non-compliant with uh, uh, the uh, B Act?
1: Okay, um, I must say also uh, that we have seen a number of um, employees particularly coming forward. And um, the one thing that um, is important is that for employees, um, we, we do have also a, a, a hotline where they don't have to necessarily um, indicate their identity because most of them when they come here, they don't want to, 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 to indicate their identity for fear of, of victimization and so forth. So we do have a hotline. And uh, uh, secondly, they can also check with us just by sending us an email or calling us at 012-649-0910. They can just call us and, and, and just share with us what their concern is, and then we'll then provide advice and indicate what the next step will be, because all of these things are not really straightforward. Um, but uh, if you call us, then we'll be able to then indicate to you whether there is a, an issue that we, we can intervene in or not.
0: Okay. So Zotwa, we'll have to leave it there. I really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us uh, this evening. Uh, Zotwa Nduli is the commissioner Thank at you. the Broad-based Black Economic Empowerment Commission speaking to us here about uh, some of the uh, trusts that have been flagged here, Broad-based uh, BE trusts flagged uh, for non-compliance with the law and uh, many seen as an effective conduit for all manner of fronting and uh, all manner of subversion of uh, some of the empowerment legislation. Let us know what you think about that particular issue. You might be part of uh, an employee share ownership trust and uh, you might be asking yourself uh, whether or not that delivers uh, economic value to you as a uh, black shareholder in the company. And uh, do you you have some form of, I guess, political and economic say in how that uh, entity is run or are you just there to fill up the numbers?